0: Hello, everybody, and good evening. How are you doing tonight? How are you doing this fine evening? Yes, we're going to take a little bit of a new approach here. I have been kind of busy reading my audiobook, I've been busy working on my book on peaceful parenting, and uh, frankly, um, kind of miss you guys. Really, really do. So. Uh, I wanted to start doing a bit more of a regular evening thing, so we're going to start our Wednesdays and just see how it goes for everyone, and whether it's a time that works for everyone. And tonight, I am going to reveal to you uh, what I've been up to for the past five years. (laughs) It's time for the big reveal. That's right. (laughs) Can't see the nipples because of the microphone, but they're there, let me tell you. They are there. And uh, good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. I'm just going to mention a couple of things here and there before we get going on this funky stuff. But, uh, yeah, this is going to blow your minds a little bit, guys, Um, just so you know. Uh, I've been playing my cards, I guess, kind of close to my uh, chest uh, these days. Donate to Steph, everyone. He provides valuable insights. Support him. Yes, uh, that's true. How do we get – how do we get – Good out of evil. Well, we'll do the opposite of what evil wants, right? And evil doesn't want you to listen to me, or truth, or reason, or evidence, or facts, or you name it. But we shall, shall we not, my friends, make a go of all of this. And uh, did Trump win the election? Well, I'm going to tell you, in my view, who won the election. And you can uh, tell me what you think. Uh, Let me just make a little note here. Live now, baby. And uh, after this uh, little chat, uh, I suppose, I hope, that you will still respect me in the morning. We shall see. Steph, why the obscure posts on parlor? (laughs) Because sometimes I'm talking to people who know me well, and sometimes I'm talking to new people. And so if you find a post of mine cryptic, uh, you might just need to think about it a little bit more, but I don't put out too many of those. Don't put out too many of those. So let me just make a little mention here, and I will then get going with the part that blows your mind. And uh, you will sort of see what I've been up to for the last five years, which I haven't talked about. Live now. Sorry. I know this should all be automated. You name it. But I'm just a man. Three chords and the truth. That's what I got. And uh, we will uh, start in just a sec. But uh, hey, how are you guys doing? Talk to me, babies. Talk to me and tell me how you're doing, if you don't mind, and um, we'll uh, we'll get this going. It's uh, you know another reason why I have to do a regular show is I live stream now so infrequently that every single time I'm like, uh, how do we do this again? <laughs> Something like that and uh if i get it regular i won't forget because when you get over 50 you of need repetitive regular things to keep your brain cooking with regards to this stuff so we will uh start in just a sec. just one last, like, two last places to say come on by and you know it's rebuilding the audience it's rebuilding the audience it's funny my daughter and i have been doing this sort of we call it role-playing it's this sort of endless story uh kind of vaguely set in the dungeons and dragons universe And she got so famous because of her adventures that she kind of had to do a big reset. It's a great reset. And she ended up, as part of one of her plans, she got a wizard to cast a magical spell that had people forget about her so she could enjoy her adventures again. I'm not saying it's exactly the same, but I'm not saying it's entirely different either. So you will be here for, uh, you know, what may in fact be a somewhat historic reveal in the annals of philosophy, I believe. And uh, I'm very glad to, uh, to have you with me. All right. So let's go back over here. And, you know, yeah, a couple of hundred people, and we will, um, we will get back to thousands and thousands as we had in the past because you cannot deny the quality of philosophy. All right. First-time viewer. Hey, let's say hi to everyone before, um, before we go in here. How bad is the civil war going to get? Well, that depends on decisiveness, I suppose. I'm concerned about possibility of a forced corona vaccine. Well, uh, you know what they did in Denmark? The um, Denmark government was uh, talking about that and people just said, nope, 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 nope. What a nip slip that was. Oh, you have no idea the big reveal that's coming. Uh, I came from Gab and have a very short hypothesis. I would love to run by you. Let me do my thing. And uh, we will get to that. What is a man? Um, Someone who can pee standing up. Uh, Thank you for clarifying. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, how's it going, James? Feeling very lonely, borderline depressed for the first time in my life. Well, you know, the time, the playtime is over. With society, with the West, with freedom, playtime is done. Worried about Biden winning and rigging future elections. Well, there is Georgia, right, in January. I miss going to the gym. Yeah, I hear what you're saying, man. I mean, I don't really go to the gym. I sort of have a couple of weights at home, but, yeah, it's tough, right? Can we talk about the correlation between success in life and the ability to take personal responsibility? Yes, but only for men. Because for women, a lot of times, uh, success in life is not taking personal responsibility, but rather crying to the government or to the courts or to other men or whatever, right? So, yes. Hello, Stalin's ghost. I've been keeping parlor safely for you all day, doing some coding and things. Hello, hello. Stefan Molyneux, against this mise-en-scene is tragic. I don't know what that means. How do I break bad habits? You look at the underlying driver and what's called the secondary gains. What gains are you getting from the habit that you don't want to talk about? That, right? My job made me quarantine even though I have no symptoms, but I did test positive. For 14 days, I've had to be home. How do I stay sane? That's tough, man. You know, we're all being driven from dogs to cats, right? From herd animals to solitary animals. Do you think Trump will refuse to leave? Well, he will certainly refuse to concede until the last legal option is exhausted. I never imagined shows about philosophy could be so cool. Well, they are. I'm so lazy I don't work out no more. got to come back to it. My back hurts. Yeah, you kind of got to... You know, if you leave it off, like within a week or two or three, you start to lose muscle mass and turn into that stringy space traveler, uh, anemic David Bowie thing, so... Has everything changed now? Will we ever go back to what we knew was normal? No, we won't. I guarantee that. I guarantee that we're never going back to normal because there has been such a great leap forward in state power uh, that the dopamine of controlling others has now created more political addicts for power. So, But that doesn't mean... Who wants to go back to normal? Normal led to here. Like who wants to go back? Who wants to rewind if you fast forward and you get back to the same place? Will Joe Biden be the next president? Well, I don't know, because it comes down to the whims of the courts, right? How to get over a breakup when I have such strong feelings for her. Well, what you do is you recognize that the strong feelings you have for someone who has rejected you is a form of masochism. And it's a way of saying, I'm not good enough. They were better than me. Um, They dumped me because they're superior and I'm inferior. I'm never going to find anyone as good. This is a species of self-torture that probably comes from verbal abuse in early childhood. If you had to leave the West, where would you go? That's a good question. That's a good question. I'll think about that. Uh, much love from Houston, Texas. I've been watching you and following you for a very long time. Love listening to you. Thank you very much. And now you get to watch me as well. So, the great reset. The great reset of the great leap forward. Yeah. Do you expect civic nationalism to just turn into good old fashioned nationalism after all this is said and done? Well, so I mean, there's a a story that is out there in the world that has unfortunately taken the grip of just about everybody of prominence. And the story is that both the First World War and the Second World War were caused by nationalism, European nationalism, white nationalism, whatever, right? And so if there's no such thing as nationalism, then there won't be any such thing as war, which is kind of the dream of the international communist fantasy, right? Now, the causes of the First World War, I've got a whole presentation. You can find that on Library, on BitChute, and so on. But the causes of the Second World War uh, were mostly to do with the expansion of communism, particularly emanating out of Russia. And uh, the the National Socialists were uh, in response to the International Socialists, the National Socialists in Germany. And so there is this concern that uh, nationalism is the cause of war, and this is part of the whole globalist agenda, that uh, I think it was Sam Harris who said something like, uh, you know, if we have one world government, then wars between countries will be no more likely than wars between the states in America. Uh, Well, first of all, of course, that did happen. And secondly, uh, what that means is you have to look at humanity as one just interchangeable pile of goo, you know, that there's absolutely no difference between ethnicities and cultures and histories and so on and uh, all of that, so... All right, counter-signaling, counter-signaling national socialism. Okay, listen, you idiots, you freaking idiots. Let me tell you a little something about myself. If you've not met me before, or if you've just come around because you've got some Nazi LARP bullshit going on in your two-bit brain, brain uh, heads, okay? I am a non-aggression principle guy, which means you do not initiate the use of force. You can use force in self-defense. I think it's perfectly legitimate and valid, and probably a good thing to do. That better to uh, be judged by twelve. Uh, better, 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 better to be judged by twelve than carried by six. Right. So, for those of you who have some weird high boot Julius Stryker whipping the proletariat fetish. For Nazism, for National Socialism, you can take a high-flying fuck right off of this channel, okay? Please, just get the fuck out of here. Go find some other place to stick your basement fantasies of benevolent power, okay? National Socialists were violent, they were dictatorial, they were brutal, they were murderous. Oh, they were there to protect Germany, weren't they? Well, how did that play out for them? They got Germany bombed from end to end, they got the culture crippled, and now Germany is drowning under waves of endless migrants. Okay, So how did that government program run by the National Socialists called Let's Protect Germany, how's that playing out? It's a government program. It's never going to work. It doesn't work. You don't fight fire with fire in that way. If you oppose slavery, as every sane human being does, you know what you do? You don't enslave an army to go and fight it. You reason... And if you have to use force in self-defense, you do. But you don't create as great an evil to displace an existing evil. So if you're a big fan of Nazism, fascism, communism, national socialism, dictatorial bullshit of every hue, cry, and color, please feel free to fuck right off. Okay, go away. Here we talk about reason and evidence. The non-aggression principle, property rights, self-ownership, And we don't sit there and say, oh, you know, if we get the right assholes in power, next stop, paradise. I am an anarcho-capitalist. I am an anarchist. Which means I view all state power as illegitimate. And I don't care if you put jackboots and swastikas on it. It's still state power and illegitimate. So if you're big fans of a government like the Nazis that grew to power, through lying, subterfuge, deception, terrorism, mass murder, and consolidated its power against the laws of the society, and then was in power for a brief few months before starting the process, which culminated in the most bloody war in human history, the Second World War, which resulted in the utter destruction of Germany as it stood. If that's your solution, if that's your big plan for the future, fuck off. Go away. Find some other place to go and hang out. With your apocalyptic fantasies of if only you get the right number of assholes marching in a straight line, shrieked at by some commandant in a high hat and a tiny toothbrush mustache, then we're going to get paradise? No. No, 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 no. Okay? I'd like to see you debate a national socialist. Oh, my God. No, Seriously. Whatever you're in here, oh, stop this propaganda, there was no six million. Like, whatever you're in, the Holocaust denial, this Nazi fetish shit, I'm sure you're just a bunch of lefties trying to ruin the reputation of this channel and all of that. Fuck right off. You know, my family was driven underground, hunted, and tormented by the National Socialists because they were a bunch of intellectuals and writers and thinkers and weren't allowed to publish and had to hide from these monsters. So if you're big fans of the people who terrorized my family, please, fuck right off, okay? Take a long walk off a short pier, go to some other dimension and larp your weird fantasies there. Now, my my family was not Jewish. I have a step-grandmother who was Jewish, but not a bloodline. Stefan, you're so pathetic. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so pathetic, I only have three quarters of a billion views of my show and 10 million books read. Yeah, that's how pathetic I am. I only have a wonderful family, a great career, I'm hated by the right people and loved by the right people. Oh, so pathetic. Whereas you typing away in some little basement, you're just a hero and I'm pathetic. (laughs) All right. Shall we uh, get started with the big reveal? I think, I think we should. I think No, I'm not Jewish. But listen, it wasn't like the Nazis only went after the Jews. You understand. They went after the homosexuals. They went after the intellectuals. You know, when the Nazis went into Poland, and I, I've got a whole documentary on this, man. You can go to freedomain.com, click on documentaries, watch the documentary on Poland. When they went into Poland... They decapitated the intelligentsia. Nazism is a revolt against the intellectuals. And of course, there was the Jewish side of it. There was the uh, intellectuals as a whole. They basically rampaged through, as did the communists coming in from Russia. They rampaged through Poland and they shot anyone with a degree. They shot everyone with glasses. 40% of the lawyers, 35% of of the doctors just killed. Just killed. Because it's a resentment against those who have more. And it's exploited by the leftists because... You can't talk about IQ as being the source of wealth in a meritocracy, and so you have to talk about exploitation, which rouses hatred and resentment and all of that. So, all right. Who are these people? This is a show about philosophy, and you're embarrassing yourselves. So, the Nazi loppers. most of them are leftists, Right. Most of them are leftists, and what they do is they come to me on to they come to other people, they come here, and they start talking about being big fans of the Nazis. And and then what happens is there are other leftists out there taking screenshots, and they send them around and saying, "This is the kind of people he attracts. This is the kind of audience he has. Look how terrible it is." And it's all, it's all a psyop. You understand, right? It's all a psyop, because I've met. Thousands of fans over the course of my career as a philosopher. Not one of them has ever been in the realm of National Socialism. Ever. Ever. <laughs> in person, right? And I, I have received Lord knows how many emails from people over the years. I've never, ever had someone emailing me singing the praises of National Socialism. Never. It only exists in these anonymous comments areas, right? So you understand, it's just a psyop. It's just the left is saying, well, I'm going to type all this praise of, of Nazis, of Nazism, and I'm going to do Holocaust denial and all this kind of other ungodly stuff. And that way, there's kind of like a shit stain that kind of floats around this conversation. And it just provides. So you understand, don't fall for it. Don't fall for this bullshit. Those people never come up to me in person. And I've met so many of them. People come out to speeches and book signings and so on. I've met so many people. Never they ever show up in real life. So please understand, it's just a bullshit, uh, a bullshit uh, psyop that's just designed to discredit people. So yeah, that's enough of that. So yeah, if you're pro-Nazi, if you're pro-communist, feel free to fuck off. If you're pro-fascist, these are all totalitarian dictatorships and they produce the opposite of their intended goal as all government programs do. So yeah, feel free to fuck off. All right. So here we go. Here we go. Talk about, oh, you had three times your live view as yesterday. (laughs) You can fuck off too, Steph. I'm sure I can, (laughs) but I can't for my own live stream, so feel free to fuck off for my live stream. I will choose not to fuck off for my own (laughs) live stream. (laughs) Um, Hitler is the only guy that stood up for whites in a big way. What, are you crazy? Are you, do you seriously not know anything about your history? Quick Question. How many white people did Hitler get killed by starting a war? How many? Just just out of, out of curiosity, how many people did Hitler get killed by starting a giant European-centric conflagration where women, my grandmother, was, was murdered, uh, really, by, by this sort of stuff, the firebombing of Dresden, which was a purely civilian city at the time. So, oh, yes, he was so big on protecting. <laughs> Jesus, God. This is this is like this is a crazy person, like yeah, look in the mirror and, and and break out of this propaganda. Break out of this propaganda. Even if Hitler said, "Oh, I want to take the Sudetenland. I want to take uh, the, maybe the the, uh, the 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 rump of Czechoslovakia. Maybe I want to have a little bit of an Anschluss or whatever." Like, okay, wrong in in many ways, but you know there was a big patchwork mess that came out of the Versailles Treaty in the First World War. So he could have stopped there. Why? Why did he need to... There weren't a lot of Germans in France. So why in May 1940 did he invade France? Because he was an insane, vengeful lunatic, who, by the way, had terrible gas and took so many pills to control his gas that they drove him insane. Right, so why? What what the hell did France... Oh, because it's revenge for Versailles, right? This is why he dragged out... He dragged out uh, Hitler when he won, right, in the north of France. He dragged out the same railway car that... The Germans have been forced to sign the Treaty of Versailles and had the French sign, right? So this—how is this—how is this quote protecting white people, right? Even if you say that that's a valid goal, or how is that? I know. Let's start a war that kills tens of millions of white people, so fucking idiots down the road could say, "Well, Hitler was right, protecting." <laughs> oh. Oh my God. Oh my God. All right. A large number of trolls. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's fine. Listen, I'm not feeding the trolls. I'm alerting people to what's going on in the comment section as a whole. So no biggie, no biggie. All right. Okay. So this is a big reveal. What have been up to? What have I been up to for the past five years? Well, let me give you the criticism, and then I will give you the facts. Right? I'm I'm not going to say I'm going to give you the objective facts. I will give you what I was doing, and you obviously can choose to believe me or not. Right? Stalin was, in fact, a bigger asshole. And, of course, not Jewish, for everyone who <laughs> has these issues, right? So my very first—I had two big videos way back in the day, back when YouTube was parlor—was Rumble, sorry. I had two big videos. One was a, a job interview video. And, but the other one, which was my first sort of big breakout viral video, was The Truth About Voting. Uh, you can still find it on Library and, and Rumble and Bitchute uh, and, um, and so on, right? And— so, oh, apologies. The person who said uh, fuck off was not saying it to me, was saying it to someone else. My apologies. <laughs> I apologize to you. Sorry for jumping the gun. It's a little, you know, multi-processing stuff going on here. Most people have a team. I am a team. So in The Truth About Voting, I talked about voting not being able to secure li- your liberty, that voting was begging for things, voting, defensive voting was begging for, you're either begging for free stuff or you're begging for not too bad a punishment to be inflicted upon you in terms of raised taxes and debt and so on, right? And I made a whole case, and the, the whole case is about if the slave believes that he can manage or eliminate the evils of slavery, he won't attempt to address the moral issues with the institution as a whole, right? Like if a woman is being abused by a man and she can still believe that he is going to be reformed and he's going to be good and he's going to be nice and she's just got to find a way to pick that lock of his black heart and open up to the lightness and glory and diamond-studded disco lights within, well, then she's going to stay, right? And slavery was not something that you said, okay, well, let's give the slaves a tiny voice in how they're being treated. And let's have the slaves get on their knees uh, every, every uh, Saturday afternoon and, and beg the master for better treatment, and that's how we're going to deal with the evils of slavery. That's not how you deal with the evils of slavery, right? Anyway, slavery is a giant immorality. Uh, it violates self-ownership. It violates universally preferable behavior, my approach to ethics, the approach to ethics, I believe. And so the more that you believe that the victims can... Ameliorate the wrongs of the institution, the more you legitimize the institution. we don't need to get rid of slavery, we just need to reform slavery, you see, so that the slaves have better time of it and blah 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 right so it doesn't uh, it doesn't work it doesn't work now, I made this case many times and I also made the case that voting is, you know, because the whole big question now with the U.S. election, and I know I'm off politics, so this is really a screed against politics as a whole. Just think of the amount of human energy that is people scrolling through and what happened in this court and what happened to this race and what, like the amount of human energy that gets burnt up in the bonfire of politics is truly staggering. And I get it. I know, I know. Plato said that the price of not getting involved in politics is being ruled by your inferiors. I get all of that. And Plato himself did try to get involved in politics. He ran for office, ended up being kidnapped, sold for slavery in Syracuse and was only freed because one of his former students happened to recognize him and paid for his liberty. Pretty close, right? Getting involved in politics is a very dangerous business, uh, particularly these days. So, although not as dangerous as it was back in, in Plato's day. So the question now is, okay, well, is the last U.S. election legitimate or not? I mean, that's sort of the big question. Of course, the media is, is constantly beating these drums. Um, I mean, imagine writing a column and then you think you're getting a president elected or not elected. I mean, it's an amazing power. It's a terrifying power. It's an amazing power. So my argument was, well, elections are illegitimate in moral essence, right? And the reasons for that are are manyfold. So first of all, of course, there's an old saying, comes out of Ambrose Bierce, I think, which says that an, an election is an advanced sale of stolen goods, which it is. Who promises you more, right? So Joe Biden is saying now, oh, well, let's get rid of student debt, right, so that he'll get nice juicy riots if Trump gets back in and people have to actually pay off the debts. People have been suggesting that the universities should pay off the debts of the students from their endowments because they weren't particularly upfront about how useless some of these degrees were. But for a Marxist, of course, tricking people into going into debt to pay for their own indoctrination to have them end up hating the only system that can rescue them from that debt, i.e. productivity in the free market. It's kind of delicious, a bit of sadism right there. So, so first of all, it's just a bribe bribeocracy. And listen, Trump was not immune to that. Trump bribed, see, you, you bribe the productive people with retu- with not stealing their own money, like lowering taxes, and you bribe the unproductive people with debt, right? You, you, we're going to borrow, and, and that because we borrow, it looks like we're contributing something to the economy, right? And so it's just a complete Um and, and no truth can be talked about, right? There were two massive issues that were missing from the twin presidential debates, right? Trump versus Biden. And one of them, of course, was foreign policy, which Trump excels at, because he's a negotiating guy. And... So you couldn't get squat about foreign policy, which is the biggest job the president of America has. And there was nothing about the national debt and, and how anything is going to be paid off, right? Nothing about it. either of those two subjects, right? So it's all, I mean, you, get, you did you did get to talk about racial issues. You did get to talk about COVID. You did get to talk about who's going to be better able to control the temperature in about 100 years, but you didn't get anything about The fact that Trump is one of the only American presidents to serve a full term who didn't start a war. (laughs) I mean, remember when the left was anti-war? Well, they were only anti-war when the war was being waged against communist countries. Right. Very anti-war when it came to Korea and Vietnam because there were wars being waged against um, communist countries. And when the war was being waged against uh, other countries, it's totally fine. And the warmongering over Russia is truly wild. That's because Russia talks, speaks the truth about communism. So they've got to be the enemy forever, right? So you can't talk about anything real. You know, people say, I've had this for years. Oh, Steph, you're eloquent. You're convincing. You're, you're well knowledge, You've got good knowledge. You're well-read. Well, you should run for office. It's like, really? <laughs> see what happens? We saw it on November 3rd. We see what happens, right? We'll get into that. So. It's an advanced sale of stolen goods, right? Who can bribe the most? Who can lie the most? Who can keep reality and mathematics resolutely away from a population that has been indoctrinated into being allergic to basic facts? And this is the re, the triggering. This is, it's like a psychological allergy to basic facts and basic math. And you can't overcome that with facts, right? It's like saying I'm going to cure someone of their allergy to peanut butter by feeding them a lot of peanut butter. (laughs) not going to work, right? And the other thing, too, of course, you have no control over whether a politician fulfills fulfills his or her promises to you. Politician says, I'm going to cut taxes, right? Okay, what if he doesn't? Remember George Bush, the senior? Read my lips. No new taxes. Then he raised taxes. (laughs) And what do you do? What do you do? You know, you, you've got a cell phone, right? You call it a cell phone company and say, hey, man, you capped out my data at five gigs. I've got a contract here that says 10 gigs. They're like, oh, sorry, let me fix that because you had a contract and you can enforce that, right? You have no contract with a politician. You can go up to a politician and say, I voted for you. I want you to do what I want. He doesn't have any idea whether you voted for him. And he has no obligation to fulfill his promises to you in any way, shape, or form. And of course, the people who gave him massive amounts of money directly or indirectly through the super PAC stuff, people who gave that politician massive amounts of money, they're going to be able to get the meeting. You with your maybe vote waving around, you're not going to get that meeting. right? You're not going to get that meeting. But there was this perception that somehow democratic elections represent the will of the people. Like if out of 300 million plus people, many of whom are stone geniuses and brilliant people over the past sort of 40 years, you get, oh, 50, 60 years, you get three major families plus the Obamas, right? So what do you get? You get the Kennedys, you get the Bushes, and you get the Clintons. That's, <laughs> that's all that people can come up with in terms of who should be in charge, right? So I had made the case that the solution comes from peaceful parenting and from ostracizing people who support the use of violence against you, right? Who want you thrown in jail for disagreeing with them about taxes or foreign policy or regulations or whatever it is that the government gun has pointed at today, right? Peaceful parenting plus ostracism of people who resolutely, I don't mean the first time they hear the arguments, but after a while, resolutely double down on the double barrel against your head if you disagree with them, right? Because people are like, well, I, I still can be friends with people... I disagree with politically. <laughs> it's like that's not how politics works. Politics is who holds the gun and who it's pointed at. And that's what it is. Because every government edict is enforced at the point of a gun. You comply. The the, the violence escalates until you comply or die. So Of course when people say, well, I I think there should be universal basic income. What they're doing is they're coming to your bank account, to your income, with a gun to take it, to hand over to people so they can buy their votes. It's it's as corrupt as... So this is all long before November 3rd, 2020. This is way back. The criticisms of democracy. say, Ah, but it's a republic. Yeah, wasn't that George Bush the Younger who said the Constitution was just a goddamn piece of paper? Well, it is. No magic. There's no magic to it. It's just a piece of paper. It doesn't get up. It doesn't have superpowers. It doesn't have bracers of Wonder Woman defense. It doesn't have a cape. It can't fly. It's just a piece of paper. And the Constitution in America lasted about arguably 80 years, maybe. Maybe. Although Washington was writing down for the whiskey tax, was writing down farmers at the point of a gun and musket and sword anyway, uh, right during his first uh, term. So... Pennsylvania whiskey tax. Anyway, and certainly by the time the Civil War came, the Constitution was in shreds, right? So it doesn't really work. So the question is how do you get millions of people to question the validity of these processes, right? Now, always peacefully, reasonably, Peacefully, with evidence and compassion and love in your heart, and all, all that kind of good stuff, right? Because, you know, the moment the guns come out, I'm not there, right? This is, that's the time for argument is past, and, and then it's like the good luck, everyone for himself, right? So, how do I, this is my big question, right? Because I was not involved particularly, I would describe politics, but I was not particularly involved in politics for the first 10 years of this show. 2005 to 2015. Didn't attempt to sway anything, made comments, pointed out the foolishness, the immorality, the ridiculousness, and all that, right? So then, 2015 comes along, and Trump comes up, right? Hmm. Very interesting. Well, I haven't had as much success, I would say, as I would like in helping people question the legitimacy of the entire system. So what do you do? Well, it's hard to see how weak a bridge is until the fat guy steps on it, <laughs> right, so to speak, right? It's hard, but when, when the machinery is working pretty smoothly, it's hard to see how broken it is fundamentally, right? It's sort of like a car. If you don't put it in, like when you put it in reverse and it just grinds and, and smokes and chokes. But as long as you go forward, it's like, yeah, it's a pretty good, smooth as silk, pretty good car. It's just when you go in reverse, right? that's where the problem is, right? So if the variables don't change... Then you've got this, you know, this old analogy. It's not a realistic one from nature, but it's a realistic one psychologically. You know, the boiling pot of water in the frog, like if you put the frog in the water and you slowly heat it up, the frog won't get panicked enough to die. Uh, he'll just, sorry, the, won't, won't get panicked enough to leap out and he'll die. Whereas if you turn the heat up pretty quickly, he'll freak out and jump out, right? So we had a slow rising temperature of increasing state corruption, increasing state power. And the machinery was working pretty well as a whole, right? I mean, there was the Tea Party. They were fairly efficiently dealt with by the IRS and other people and so on, right? So all of this stuff was working, uh, you know, relatively well, right? Relatively well. So what could change it? What could change the temperature? I asked myself when Trump came along, what could change the temperature to the point where people would really begin to notice how broken the machinery of the state was. And not just of a state, but of the state as a whole. Right? That's a big question. You guys ready for a couple of lemons? Let's distribute some rewards. Um, How do you get people to notice that elections are fundamentally rigged and illegitimate and so on? And even if there's not a whole lot of ballot swapping or counting or, you know, you've got weird machine pro code in the background that calculates how many votes need to switch to flip and you don't see you know people have been watching from the election chirons, right like the lower eighths of the screens of scrolly stuff that you could see trump's votes going up and then going back down and uh, all of that right so this is very vivid right and if i still got abstract arguments about the state as a whole and you know, you've got government programmers training you how necessary the government is, so you can't think of an alternative. If someone comes along who really shakes at the roots of the system, the media come out like a bunch of Nazgul and peck his eyeballs out or get him deplatformed from various places. I'm not talking theoretically here. So h- how do you how do you wake people up to the nature of the state? How do you do it? How do you how do you make it so obvious that you'd have to be A complete blind-ass fool to not see it. How do you do it? Well, you see what happens when Trump's in office. Because Trump, lots of faults. Don't get me wrong. I'm not uh, a a MAGA guy to do or die or whatever, right? Lots of faults for sure. Um, Way too focused on the Middle East, like all presidents are. And, you know, didn't get a lot of, didn't get done a lot of what he wanted to get done. Didn't really get much of a control over immigration. China, oddly enough, did that through COVID to some degree. He did get some of the wall built for sure. Certainly didn't start a war, which is a big plus. So what happens is, knowing that the elites are going to discount Trump immensely, knowing that the elites, through the power of the media, the power of academia, the power of Hollywood and the art world, that they are going to shred Trump and work as hard as they can to destroy him. And they're going to be so confident in their own power, so confident in their own power, and the 97% chance that Hillary Clinton was going to win, that they thought, you know what they said? I mean, it's not like there's some big smoky room. It doesn't have to be. You know, when it comes to the the pleasure-pain principle, Events move of their own accord. You ever watch those cloud of birds that kind of swooping and flying and flapping all over the place, right? Well, there's no big coordination. They just do it instinctively. They all twist and turn and fly together as one instinctively. That's how power works. You don't have to prove some big collusion. Oh my gosh, they must have practiced where they're going to fly because they're all flying. No, they're just, it's, just, it's a survival instinct that occurs. You know, where if a bunch of wolves start chasing some caribou, they all start stampeding. It's like, but they haven't had a meeting. It's like, yeah, but they want to survive. (laughs) You get that. And then the the wolves all start chasing the caribou. Oh, did the wolves have a meeting? Are they coordinating? Do they have little (laughs) social media? No, just it's an instinct, right? To eat or be eaten, to gain power, to lose power. It's an instinct, right? So the elites, what do they do? They say, you know what? Let's, let's let him have a voice <laughs> come on it's fine because if we if we crush the people who are interested in trump it's going to really alarm people you want a silencer on the thing that goes through the cattle's head right you don't want to spook the cattle so let them have their movement, let them have their YouTube, let them have their Twitter, let them have their Facebook. Yeah, let them let them meet, let them have speech. It's fine. It's fine. Fu- 97% chance of winning. Oh, I think we can go out on a limb and we can let them have their little voices. We can let them have their well, obviously we'll harass them a little and all that, because you know, we don't want those muscles to get totally atrophied, but yeah, they can have their thing. It's no skin off our nose. And it actually is going to be kind of cool, because if they genuinely think they're going to win and then we crush them with Hillary, it's going to be kind of pleasant to watch their sad, droopy-eyed, lowering MAGA hats. Self-flagellation. What did we do wrong, right? So, yeah, we'll pump out a lot of lies about Trump, and yeah, there'll be people who'll push back on those lies. It's, let them. Let them. doesn't matter. And if we, if we squish the Trump thing too harsh... Back 2015, 2016, if we really start deplatforming people and attacking people and they're going to freak out, we g- it's going to help him get elected. Because then it'll be like, "Oh my gosh, he must be a good candidate if the powers that be are actually letting us talk about him." <laughs> Do you understand? It helps them to let us have a voice. It helps them to let us talk. It helped then them to let us run our leash. It's fine. Yeah, let them have their, let them have their chit-chats. Fine. Let, let them support Trump. He's not going to win. And uh, that way, you know, hey, man, you had your candidate. You all got to talk about it. And you lost. I guess he wasn't that popular after all. And then, election night 2016. Oh, my God, was that ever a miscalculation, right? I mean, on the part of the elites, right? Oh, my God, letting people have YouTube accounts, letting them have Twitter accounts, letting them have speeches? Holy shit, man. They actually, they voted for something and it actually happened? Well, that's not supposed to happen. That's not how it's supposed to go. The pretense of choice. You know, you're only supposed to be able to choose from candidates already bought and paid for and controlled. That that's the only choice you're allowed to have. Choose your poison. That's democracy, right? But then people were like, "Oh, you know what? I don't like. I don't like mass immigration. I don't like High taxes i don't like excessive regulation i don't like the hatred of america that passes for historical teaching these days i don't like i don't like i don't like that america is turning into a country that i don't recognize from my youth people you know, we need some continuity that's part of the whole conservative thing right we need some continuity and institutions should change organically not through propaganda and state coercion that's not right that's not right you know it, it's sort of like the difference between, you know, children should be fed and should grow organically. You shouldn't put them on a rack and stretch them to the point where their joints pop, right? That's, hey, look, they grow. You want, you want, you want a nice rose? You want a tall rose? You, you put it in nice soil, you give it some water, some sunlight, and it grows. You don't say, I'm going to get this rose taller, yank it out of the ground. It just kills the rose, right? You want things to grow organically. And America was not growing organically. America was growing or changing as a result of conscious policy. And people didn't like it, a lot of them. And not just the people who were, quote, natives to America, but the people who were immigrants, right? They moved to America because they wanted it to be America. What's the point of moving to America and then ending up in a place just like where you came from? It doesn't really work, right? So that's sort of pointless, right? So people wanted to slow the fuck down. All of this crazy social engineering that was going on in America. And by God. they accidentally let us have a voice they let you through arrogance through vanity through hubris they always overreach right you got to you got to vote for something (laughs) you got to vote for something you wanted and actually kind of get it holy shit (laughs) not in the plan not right not good no 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 can't have that again right and so, the theory is that the population makes an informed decision, they vote for people, and the politicians implement those policies, right? And that's, that's the theory. That's the only thing that legitimizes democracy or republic in, in the minds of most people, right? you got an informed population, they're making objective choices based upon their values, they vote for candidates to reflect those values, those candidates provide, and hunky-dory, right? Now, see, what happened was, the theory that is used to lull you into submission actually came true in 2016. The people were informed because they were taking positions against the propaganda of the military-industrial complex, of the education complex, of the media, of, of, like, all of that, right? People were educating themselves through the Internet, and uh, they were educated, and they made value decisions to choose a candidate to implement certain policies that they wanted or to unimplement policies they didn't want and that person got into power and really, really attempted to do those things. Really attempted and in some cases was successful. So you see, the theory of democracy that is used to sell you as a slave and livestock, tax livestock, to democracy, it actually, it, actually, it actually came true. It's sort of like, you ever known a really neurotic man or, or a woman? Um, <laughs> I, I had a girlfriend once. I can't, I can't ever do a live stream without talking about a girlfriend I had once. I had a girlfriend once who was, um, couldn't, couldn't admit fault, could not admit fault, couldn't admit fault. And she was from India. It's not wildly unknown to me to stubborn Indian or two on, on this world, right? And eventually she was like, well, if, you just, if, you don't, if you're just not satisfied, just leave. Just leave. Just go. If you're just not happy, just go. Bye. And then she was like, no, right? So this is how democracy works. You get informed, you vote, they implement your policies. Oh, okay, we'll do that. No. Whatever you do, don't actually do what we said the system was. Fuck. That's all bullshit. That's just there to make you feel better. It's there to make you feel that you have to obey the state. Because you see, the state reflects your will. It reflects the will of the majority. And then the majority voted for Trump. And people are like, oh, shit. (laughs) It's not supposed to reflect the will of the majority. We just say that. Keep you quiet and obedient. It's not a thing that's supposed to happen. Like my girlfriend saying, well, just go. Bye. No. (laughs) Don't go. It's a bluff. It's a bluff. It's a bluff, right? So then, what happens? Well, they're like, shit, we can't let that happen. We can't let the theory of democracy, as we've said it, how a bill becomes a law, schoolhouse rock. Like, we can't let the theory of democracy, as we've promised the people for 270 years, we can't actually let that play out for real. Oh my God. Oh God, that's hideous. That's horrible. And so, of course, they went to work and attacked Trump and savaged his supporters. And then, because you couldn't actually have a voice, unless that voice was meaningless, but once that voice had any kind of meaning, in other words, once the people having a voice actually allowed the people to vote in a candidate that they wanted, and said candidate wasn't bullshitting, but actually really tried to implement the policies he'd promised, fuck, you can't have that, man. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Absolutely not. And so the machinery went into place, right? Right after Trump won to make sure it didn't happen again, right? Can't have it happen again. Oh my God, no, right? And so there were endless attacks. There was a huge amount of deplatforming, but you see, that wasn't enough, right? Because when Trump was talking about the steep state and, and the fact that the government is not reflective of the will of the people and so on, then when people who were Trump-adjacent, you know, got savaged, attacked, deplatformed, doxed, you name it, people were like, well, shit, he's right. I am now scared. Like, all of the intimidation that is being showed to the Trump-adjacent people is terrifying me because... It's no longer a conspiracy theory, right? It's a big problem they have, right? So if if Trump had lost in 2016, they could have said all of Trump's theories were conspiracy theory. The deep state drained the swamp, all that kind of stuff, right? But because Trump won, and then the government so clearly acted against him and his supporters and so on, right? People are like, oh my God. I didn't... I didn't really believe it because it seems like, you know, tinfoil hat territory and so on. I didn't really. But now, my God, seeing what happens. It's rough, man. It's, I mean, the whole impeachment thing. The whole impeachment thing, because Trump said, hey, you might want to look into the Bidens, <laughs> which you can do. you got to impeach him over that. Turns out law enforcement knew about some of this stuff, right? Sat on it. <laughs> and, and of course, this is also even outside of the things like the IRS and Lois Lerner and the targeting of the teapot, like you name it. It goes on and on. So people were running into the arms of Trump, not into the Republican Party as a whole. And the Republican Party is far from innocent in all of this stuff. What Was it Lindsey Graham just gave a fist bump to Kamala Harris today on the Senate floor? Anyway, so... You actually had someone who came in and manifested the lie of democracy as truth. An informed population votes for a candidate who reflects their values. He tries to implement those policies. That's the only thing that legitimizes the state. And the moment it happened, arguably for the first time in American history, the moment it happened, the social media president can't happen again. So then what happened, of course, is you got to deplatform, you've got to silence this and that and the other. And the reason you do all of that is because you're trying to lower the support for Trump. But, of course, what happens is it kind of backfires, right? As aggressive, ag- like if you're the states and you want to be really, really aggressive and you're not totalitarian, it kind of blows back on you, right? I mean, if you're the Nazis or the communists or the fascists or whatever, you want to disappear your enemies. Yeah, fine. Good luck talking about that. You'll get disappeared too, right? But if you don't have that kind of power, it kind of blows back on you, right? If you strike me down, I shall become greater than blah, 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 Right? So, yeah, a bunch of deplatforming. And people who got deplatformed, and I got deplatformed, obviously, from hell's half acre and, and a half. And people were like, holy shit, there's a smoking crater where the most prominent modern philosopher used to be. That's not good. <laughs> right? That's not good. And then people start drifting more and more towards and then the pollsters call up and they say, do you support Biden or Trump? <laughs> what are people going to say? They've seen people get doxed. They've seen, I mean, there are now lists going up of Republican Trump supporters. And yeah, it's going to get enough. It's going to get rough. So people aren't going to say anything, right? So now they're going blind. Plus they have this weird thing where, well, you know, if, if Biden gets a lot more support than Trump than somehow what Trump... I mean, I mean, I know there's studies out there that say it does dispirit people, but I don't think it dispirits Trump supporters because the same story happened in 2016. So then there's a lot, a lot, a lot of very suspicious stuff going on in the election i'm I'm not going to get into the details about it you guys can look it up i'm not needed for this kind of stuff because there's tons of great people out there doing that you can look at sydney powell and a lot of people i don't know how it's going to play out i mean they've withdrawn some stuff in pennsylvania and uh, some stinky stuff in georgia i don't know how it's going to play out like that's not in the realm of philosophy anymore it's in the realm of law and courts and enforcement and you name it right so how this plays out it's not because this was not a philosophical election. This was an illuminating election. Because now people are saying, gosh, I wonder if this was even a legitimate election. You tell me how that perspective comes without Trump in the mix. You want to know what I'm doing for the last five years? You tell me how that perspective of, I don't even know if this was a legitimate election, there's a lot of cheating that it, it appears to be going on, there's a lot of, right? How is it that half the population is going to wake up to that without Trump? You understand? I did The Truth About Voting 12 or 13 years ago. And five years ago, I was Trump-adjacent. I, mean, I criticized the guy and all that, but, you know, I was Trump-adjacent for sure. I certainly preferred him in the abstract to Hillary, who for sure would have started at least two to three wars. Some of them against slightly better armed people than Syrian rebels or Libya, i.e. Russia. He was talking about uh, considering potential cyberterrorism, which is easily faked by Russia as an act of war. My God. Now people are seeing how the state actually works. They're seeing how the government actually works. And now that they've tasted the forbidden fruit of actually choosing a candidate who reflects their values, who implements their goals, right? Like, unlike, say, someone like Paul Ryan, who liked remembering reading Ayn Rand in his teens and working out seven hours a day, you actually get someone who tries to implement what the people want. <gasps> So now they've seen the price that people pay for actually achieving what democracy has always promised. Informed population, votes for candidate, implements their policies. (laughs) So without Trump, how do people get to the perspective I had 20 years ago about the legitimacy of the state as a whole? Now people see. The facts. And if it had been Hillary, if it had been uh, I mean, gosh, look at Mitt Romney, if it John uh, uh, um, McCain. None of those people. That's all all a slow cooker for the frog, right? But Trump is like, whoa! I've been told my whole life that Trump is exactly a manifestation of how democracy is supposed to work. The will of the people! How's that playing out? The will of the people had a very, very brief heyday for eight months, 10 months. You could argue, arguably a year, a year and a bit, right? But so let's say a year, right? So a year out of American history, the people had a voice. And how democracy is supposed to work according to the propaganda, it actually worked that way. That's what actually happened. People voted for who they wanted who tried to implement their policies. <laughs> well, can't be having any of that. So now, because being Trump adjacent, Trump was in office. Trump tried to get the will of the people executed. How'd that go? It was pretty, pretty uh, bloody horrible, right? People see, you know, Joe Biden founded his entire campaign on the fine people hoax. And the media lapped it up and amplified it and called half of the country Nazis, right? And now it's like, but it's all about unity, right? (laughs) Because now you're in the reconciliation phase of the abuse relationship, abusive relationship. But now people are seeing how politics actually works. They're seeing the facts. They're seeing the truth. They're seeing the reality. And nothing is as vivid. Nothing is as vivid as reality, right? You understand? I mean, I can sit here and rant all day. Lord knows, I sometimes do. But nothing is as vivid as reality. Like, why didn't I get involved in the election cycle this year? Well, two reasons. One is that the left had completely shown their hand by taking over various parts of American cities and enclosing them and turning into anarcho-leftist warlord realms. I can't compete with that. I can't. What is my PowerPoint going to do relative to Chaz and its warlords? Right, I can't. I can't compete with that. I mean, if, if people can't learn from that, then my PowerPoints ain't going to help. <laughs> Not going to help. That I shouldn't laugh, but you know, if you can't see that, if you can't see that, I, I can't. I I can't compete with that. Right, that's number one. And number two, as I talked about quite some time ago, uh, you know, the fraud was probably going to be pretty high if they feel that they can't win the election, my guess is that they're just trying to steal the election. Now, again, facts are still rolling in. I don't know what's happening. I'll keep track of it here and there. But, um, you know, people don't give up power very easily. Right? They really don't, right? And so now it's a, it's a, it's a matter for courts and, and all of that, right? So, I mean, some reports that he won by a landslide. I've seen some, you know, and it's, it may probably be it's probably as nonsense, but you know, I've seen oh, you got four hundred college seats, well, well north of the two seventy he needed, right? Um, so, yeah, that's that's been the plan. <laughs> that's my big reveal, to have people see what happens when what they've been told actually comes true. That this is what democracy is, man. Inform yourselves. Make an informed choice. The candidate will reflect your values and attempt to implement your policies. All right? Let's see that. Because I can say democracy is an illegitimate form of government. I can say I'm devoted to peaceful anti-statism. Sure, I can say all of that. And I had. But sometimes you need something a bit more vivid than a screen rant. (laughs) With all due apologies to Ryan, Right? Sometimes you just need something more vivid. And now what's happening is that there's this great unplugging from this matrix. And now people are seeing the nature of politics and power as it really is. Was it tough? Sure was. Did I get a huge... You've sold out your principles, man. You just become a statist, you been really... I get that people don't get what I'm doing. That would kind of not work if they all got it. But, you know, it wouldn't wouldn't be the end of the world if people had just a little bit more faith in me. You know, just a little. (laughs) Just a little bit more faith in me. I'm not asking you to have faith without cause, without reason, without evidence, but I think I've been pretty consistent. And uh, Trump has been a massive teachable moment to people about the nature of the state, and hopefully they will get it. All right. That is my side of the story now let me ask you what your side of the story is let's uh yeah let's chat for a little bit if you've got some questions some comments don't forget i'm going to do this every wednesday night every wednesday night 7 p.m eastern standard time and of course i'll you know record it and and put it out there right so but let's go back get some lots of questions and comments um And hello and welcome, of course, to all of the new people who are around. It's uh, really great uh, to meet you. I certainly do enormously appreciate you dropping by. It's not majority in our favor. Quick, import more foreign voters. It's funny how the elections have turned into the elections of the source countries that a lot of immigrants come from, which is really tragic. It's really tragic. Only net positive revenue generators should be allowed to vote. Okay, um, so this is this is a tweak, right? How can we tweak statism to make it work? And I mean, yeah, if you could wave your wand and have that happen, it would certainly help. But you can't, right? So, if you first of all, you can't ever get that across because more people are dependent on the state than paying into the state, so they'll never vote for it. But secondly, of course, think about what happens, right? So, in a healthy society, the most dependent. People are mothers, right? Women, right? In a healthy, growing society with a, at least at replacement or maybe even above replacement birth rate, like 2.1 plus, whatever. So in a, in a healthy, sustainable society, then uh, women become dependent on men, upon men because women are having a lot of babies and raising those babies, you know, in the 50s, right? The, the, the decade that <laughs> the communists just hate because it was successful Christianity. And free market. So women then will become uh, dependent on the men. And therefore, because women are not revenue generators, women who be- choose to become others will not get the vote, which means all the propagandists are going to be out there and says, well, you can go and be a breeder, but then you lose your political voice and you abandon blah, blah, blah. And it will just convince women to not have kids so that they can vote. Right. So it's not great. It's not great just got here damn i see you're streaming on float too glad you're using the platform free speech social media that's f-l-o-t-e yeah it's worth uh can trump win the next election oh you mean like 2024 uh no no there's not a chance no it's biden's gonna put on a path to citizenship tens of millions of uh um undocumented uh, immigrants and he is going to import uh, open the gates to more mass migration and yeah there's no there's no uh, I mean unfortunately uh, gender and ethnicity and country of origin and culture are very reliable predictors of voting patterns and the left of course knows this and all that I mean as I've said before if if uh, immigrants voted for conservatives the democrats would have built a wall visible from space right so Do you check the stream comments on float.app? I do not. And I don't think they show up here, so I'm afraid not. <laughs> I'm afraid not. I can only aggregate so many things. <laughs> uh, you can't win such wars by only... Well, it's like, you know, like they they hauled in Zuckerberg and and Jack Dorsey, who really looks like the most depressed Taliban reject that you can possibly imagine these days. not an argument, just those are some haunted eyes, man. <laughs> they really are. But... Um, yeah, and you know, Ted Cruz gives him a verbal tongue lashing and blah, 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 blah. And I think it was Mark 11 was posting about that on Parler. And it's like, you know, this Tom Cruise, uh, sorry, uh, Tom Cruise, Ted Cruz, a bit of a different thing. Ted Cruz really came down hard on Jack Dorsey and, and, and really came down hard. And, and she, it's like, so? Yeah, give me a tongue lashing and another $5 billion today. I'll be fine. Yeah, Dem say unity while making lists of Trump supporters. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Does NAP say you can respond in kind, though? Turn about fair play. Maybe NAP isn't only blocking blows. Well, I don't know how the law works in in various countries. I'm not a lawyer, of course, but the NAP would be, okay, if you have a reasonable case to make that somebody's about to use violence at you, like if somebody pulls out a gun and starts to point it at you, you don't have to wait for them to shoot you. So, yeah. How do we continue the fight and stay safe? Well, that I've already said, right? So the most powerful... Mechanism outside of violence in human society is ostracism, right? So it's kind of funny, right? Because the left, I mean, a lot of the lefty newspapers and media, they called me like a cult leader for saying that you shouldn't hang out with people who violate your most basic moral standards, which to me is not a controversial opinion, but maybe I'm a moralist. I just take these things for granted. So the left got really mad at me for saying you shouldn't necessarily, I mean, you don't have to, but, you know, making the case, which I made, gosh, 10 years ago at Libertopia, Um, How I Found, Finding Freedom in an Unfree World, um, you can find that again on on, uh, various um, video platforms. Now, I made this case, that ostracism is not a violation of the non-aggression principle, obviously, right? I mean, if a woman doesn't want to go out with you, it's not like she's used aggression against you, right? So ostracism is not a violation of the non-aggression principle, but ostracism produces similar emotional responses to physical torture. In, in the human mind this is because we're social animals right we like to conform and so ostracism is a very peaceful and very powerful way to begin to change people's minds because if you're not willing to stand for your ideas people generally don't take them seriously i mean it's kind of like you understand people are not raised to be able to evaluate ideas at all at all now if you can't evaluate ideas you can only evaluate the people who hold them And the most committed and the most consistent will generally win because people are like, well, these people don't really take their ideas that seriously. Man, these people take their ideas really seriously and they kind of get an instinct as to who's going to win, right? This is an old objectivist position that the most consistent approach will generally hold the day. And if you define the initiation of force as immoral and taxation is the initiation of force then those who advocate taxation against you are advocating for the initiation of force against you, they are violating intellectually, your most treasured moral perspective, right? I mean, if you had a friend who you found out was plotting with a bunch of criminals to come and rob your house while you were home, right? And there's a home and you go, some guy thinks you think he's a buddy and he comes over with a bunch of criminals, they kick in your door and they steal your stuff, right? Would you say, well, we have, we have a difference of opinion on property rights, but, you know, he's still a good guy. Yeah, let's hang out. Of course you wouldn't. Of course you wouldn't if you had even a shred of self-pride, right? Why is it when the argument gets more abstract and therefore more dangerous? You know, what if uh, you had a friend and you found out that he was stealing 4% of your bank account every year? Would you say, well, we do have some disagreements about property rights, but yeah, he's a good guy, let's hang But if you support central banking, they're doing that and more, right? What if you had a friend who signed up for a credit card on your behalf and ran up $40,000 in your name? Would you say, well, I guess we have some differences about the ethics of third-party contracts, but he's a good guy. Let's hang. But if you support central banking, he's supporting that, right? that you, your children, will be born into over a million dollars in debt, right? If you had a friend who supported some, whatever ideology you find most abhorrent, right, and, and acted on it, would you, right? of course not, right? And so society is constantly scanning everyone to say, okay, how committed, I can't judge your ideas because I've been raised in government schools, don't know how to think, but I can the only thing I can judge is your commitment, is your commitment to those ideas, because the commitment is what's going to win, now, if I, you understand, so it's called the shit test, right? So if I stand in front of your face, you say, "Oh, taxation is theft," right? I stand right in front of your face, and I say, "You should be taxed," and you say, "Well, you know, that means I'm going to get thrown in jail and get shot if I refuse." Hey, man, taxation is the price we pay to live in a civilized society. Right? What do you? It's not a, it's not an argument about taxation because neither of you have the power to change it, personally. It is. I don't know why people can't see this, right? It's like the trolls earlier. That's why I did the troll thing earlier, right? What he's doing is he's saying, do you believe it or is it just bullshit? Do you believe it? Taxation is theft. Do you believe it or is it just bullshit? Now, if you believe it, then you won't hang out with me. He's seeing if you believe what you claim to believe. If you actually, is it just a posture? Is it just bullshit? Is it just talk, 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 right? Is it just a pose of some fedora wearing piece of sophistry that you just, you know, you you mouth a bunch of shit to make yourself feel special and different and iconoclastic and eccentric and intellectual and you see things that other people don't. It's just a pose, right? Because then when people say, oh, no, no, I support you getting thrown in jail if you don't pay your taxes. And you're like, well, I, you know, (laughs) I I can't just not see people because of political difference. okay, well, then it's bullshit, right? It's just bullshit. That's fine. You know, bullshit is fine. I don't care. I don't... Just shut up about it. That's all. All I ask is if you're not actually going to make any decisions based upon your values, stop pretending to have them. Just just say, oh, no, it's just a post. (laughs) this taxation thing. It's just... I like the yellow on the don't tread on me shirt, man. That's all. Don't confuse me for somebody with a fucking spine. Don't confuse me for someone who has integrity and takes my ideas seriously and believes in morality and good and evil don't get me all mixed up with people who care about what's right and what's wrong. I'm just a bobby little head talker guy. Somebody's going to clip that out. (laughs) You know that, right? So the left got mad at me for talking about ostracism because they wanted to keep that for themselves. And they have, and it's been very evident pre-Trump, post-Trump, they've all talked about ostracism and cutting off family members. and ha, funny story, right? Funny story. In various places in America, they may arrest people for having Thanksgiving. right? They're openly talking about no Christmas. Now, that's defooing. That's forced family separation. I never forced it. I just said, this is a very powerful thing. And it comes out of intervention, right? Like if somebody's an alcoholic, you, you say, I'm not going to have anything to do with you as long as you keep drinking. You go get help. We'll talk, right? An addiction to power, an addiction to taxation, to political power is vastly more dangerous than an individual's addiction to a destructive substance. You know, somebody uh, is into taxation, they'll get you in serious potential trouble right but if they drink it's their liver that gets hurt not you right i mean it hurts you emotionally and practically and so on right so yeah how do you continue the fight and stay safe you do exactly what i've been saying (laughs) for like if you if you're in a fight like don't be half in a fight that's bad right that's like one foot on the dock one foot on the pier like if you want to just blend into the borg and go hide in the herd that's you know hey it's not my choice I'm not going to dump on you for it. Everybody's got their own tolerance for risk and difficulty and it's fine. I'm not going to, you know, build voodoo dolls and stab at you 3DFX style, right? So if you want to give up the pursuit of truth and, and the non-aggression principle and virtue and like, okay, fine, you know, I'm not going to chase you down and a bad guy, right? It's fine. It's things I don't talk about. Yeah, everybody's got their, right? Their borders, their boundaries, right? So... Just go blend. Just go, you blend, right? Just go blend into the herd. Go bork yourself. It's fine. I don't know if this sounds kind of contemptuous. I don't mean it that way at all. It's, it's totally fine with me. Because at least you're not out there discrediting values that you claim to live but won't actually do anything about. Because people say, well, I either argue with people or violence. No. <laughs> no, it's what I've been constantly talking about for 15 straight fucking years. Sorry, <laughs> get a little impatient from time to time, right? The third way, the third way, you don't just sit there and engage in debate and engage in debate or, you know, take to the streets, right? There's ostracism. If you support the use of violence against me, can't have you in my life. Sorry. If you want to get together with your friends and outvote me and take my property, can't have you in my life because that's a home invasion, right? It's a moral equivalent deep down, right? So ostracism, how do you continue the fight and stay safe? Take your idea seriously. If you define the initiation of force as a moral evil, yeah, it takes some time. It takes a little time for people to unplug and takes them, you know, a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months at the most to kind of wake up to this stuff. But if they're still committed to using violence against you, what the fuck are you doing with them? Like, what's the matter with you? What's wrong with you? Where's your self-respect, for God's sakes? Where's your sense, vague sense of self-protection? Why would you... It's, you understand, it's a form of slow psychological suicide, in my opinion. To define something as evil, and then just rub your face and evil do all day long. Like, this is just self-flagellation. This is a form of self-abuse. Give up the values, or give up the people. But you can't jam these two things together and think that it's going to do anything other than wreck your soul. And this is why nobody talks about this separation thing right ostracism is the most peaceful way to resolve these things and if we can't do that well it's going to get unpleasant right the story of your enslavement yeah that was a good video wasn't it <laughs> it was a good video it's one of the first ones that was censored in fact it was removed from youtube's listings um, many many years ago because you know it was a gateway right to a lot of uh, a lot of people right all right, finally signed up. Looks like D-Live is here to stay. And listen, I want to mention something else here too. Just just touching on here. I don't mean to nag you guys, but I'm going to anyway. Um, please support this show. You know, pay, paid a pretty heavy price for what it is I've been doing over the last year. You understand, right? Kicked off a wide variety of platforms, been tough for finances and all of that. You know, even if you don't agree with what it is I'm doing right now, you understand soldiers are supposed to get retirement benefits, aren't they? <laughs> Otherwise, who the hell is going to bother being a soldier? So, yeah, freedomain.com forward slash donate. Link's right there. Please, please, help out the show. I'd really, really appreciate it. All right. I'd rather live under a monarchy in Europe than Kamala's America, to be honest. Um, this is an old Hans Hermann Hoppe argument that monarchies are actually better than democracies because the king has to leave the kingdom to his son. So it matters how much debt it's in. All right. What do we got here? We ain't going back to sleep. Well, what is the path forward? I just talked about that. You are magnificent, Steph. My thank you. (laughs) I appreciate it. I was really humming and hawing about this speech tonight, but. uh... Let's see here. What else? What else? What else? Stefan, do you have any thoughts on Ma? Do you mean Massachusetts or my mother? I don't know. I don't know. Why does Donald Trump want to become president again if he couldn't implement his ideas? Well, you know, he had some success, for sure. He had some success, so. Have you heard of Mendacious Moldbug, a.k.a. Curtis Yarvin? You know, I've heard that floating around, but I couldn't really tell you for the life of me what that's all about, so. Uh, if your ideal anarchist society involves the non-aggression principle, what would stop corporations from simply violating the NAP once they got big enough? Oh, you mean like a government, for God's sakes, like... Well, I could cure your cancer, but, you know, it's possible that you might get pecked to death by a goose afterwards. It's like, you know, just, you know, cure my cancer. I'll take my fucking chances with the geese, okay? Because we know where the state leads. So it's like, well, what if they are a big See, <laughs> This is also thinking like the state, right? You have no idea. You have no idea how society is constituted in a, in a stateless environment. You have no idea. Neither do I. I mean, I've got books about it, how I think it might be. I've got everyday anarchy, I've got practical anarchy, you get them for free on my website at freedomain.com forward slash books. So I don't know, but you don't know. It's like saying how how are crops gonna be picked 50 years after the end of slavery? Nobody knows. Big giant combine harvesters, right? Come on, you don't know. And see, corporations. <laughs> corporations are many governments. So government is free evil. Government is you keep the profits. And if there are any losses, you outsource them to others, right? In, in the government, it's to taxpayers or the unborn. In corporations, it's to shareholders and employees. You get to keep all the profits. If the corporation screws up, other people pay the price. I mean, come on. If you gamble and you get to keep all the winnings and you never have to pay any of the losses, of course you just keep gambling. So corporations are many governments. They're ways to allow people to profit without risk. If the corporation screws up, you don't lose your house because you're protected by the corporate shield. So corporations are mini-governments set up to ensure that rich people who have actual power don't ever oppose the state because they're tied into state power. Their wealth, their security is tied into state power because before corporations were invented out of whole cloth, just legal fiction, right? Before corporations were invented, if you were running a corporation and you screwed up, you could lose your house. There were personal consequences. So corporations are mini-governments set up by the government to ensure the allegiance of powerful pseudo-capitalists to the existing power structure since their entire edifice stands. Like, corporations, co- corporatism is to businesses as libel shield laws are to tech companies and as the libel laws are to American uh, businesses which you have to if you're a public figure you have to prove actual malice which is kind of a made-up standard and since they know that they'll never admit it oh i know this is false but i'm going to type it because i hate this guy they never do that right so it's um what stops corporations from violating the nap once they got big enough why would there even be corporations? you got to think bigger man <laughs> you know it's like the end of uh, that marty mcfly movie right back to the future You know, what about the roads? Where we go and we don't need roads. What about the corporations? Why would there be corporations in a free society? (laughs) Are you crazy? Would you want them to be around? I wouldn't. So I wouldn't do business with anyone. Like if you had to just think of this: you got bank A, you got bank B, right? Bank A and Bank B. Bank A says, if we screw up and lose your money, you get a free you get my house. Whereas bank B says, if we screw up and lose your money, I'm going to keep it all. Who are you going to want to do business with? Because we don't understand, but it's like to live in a free society, right? Who do you want to do business with? Who are you going to entrust your money to? Someone who says, if I screw up and lose your money, you can have my house. Or someone who says, if I screw up and lose your money, or your money gets stolen, or I steal your money, I'm fine. I'm going to go live in the Caymans, right? You won't want to do business with someone who wants legal immunity from losses. Of course not. As a person. You won't want to do business with anyone like that. Of course you wouldn't, right? So they won't they won't exist. All right. Let's see here. Yeah, so income tax. So the slaves, slavery completely immoral institu- institution, of course, right? But looking at slavery from an economic perspective, slaves kept more of their income than people under tax, taxation do. So slaves kept like 70 to 80%, sometimes even a little bit more of their income, right? Because you'd produce a certain amount and the slave owner would have to give you like food and, and, and shelter and healthcare and blah, 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 right? And so while it was immoral and evil, right, the taxation rate was effectively 20%, maybe 25%, maybe 30% in some places, right? When was the last time you had a year where if you put all the taxes you pay together, that you only paid 20% <laughs> good luck with that right I wouldn't alienate myself from people with different political views I don't want an echo chamber oh that's bullshit I mean that's just such a lie <laughs> this is a fucking lie and this is a troll right this is a troll which says well you know if you want to want people around you it's narcissistic and selfish just surround yourself with like-minded people right yeah I mean, assuming you're not Borat-pushing massive anti-Christian propaganda, you try going to a synagogue dressed up as a Nazi and saying, hey, man, you don't want it to just be an echo chamber. They're going to tell you to get the fuck out, right? Go to a Black Lives Matter rally dressed as a Klan member. Or if you can find a Klan rally somewhere, do the opposite, right? I'm on. Go, go to a... Go to a um, a mosque, and, and, you know, come in with some opposite viewpoint. Come on. Echo chamber. <laughs> See, you're confusing morals with aesthetics. Yeah, okay. I, I like the fact that my friends have different musical tastes, and they can introduce me to new music, which I'm always hungry for. I'm a huge music fan. Yeah, okay. That's aesthetics, right? People can... I was listening to an old song by Jan Arden called uh, Unloved. Beautiful song she does with Jackson Brown, who I think was a bit of a violent guy, but anyway... Um, yeah, it's great. Got introduced to that. Some friend of mine years ago gave me tickets to see Jan Arden and she did a good show and, and she told funny stories and yeah, it's good. I wouldn't have gone otherwise, right? It's the same. So, alienate myself from people with different political views. No. Do you hang around with a lot of pro-slavery people and still debate them? Of course you don't. It's just bullshit. This is just people saying, well, don't live your values, man. Because if you live your values and you're virtuous, it's just an echo chamber. like, I mean, come on, man. Let's say you want to get married and you want to raise your children peacefully. And your wife says, no, we hit them with spoons. That's how we deal with our children. We hit them with fucking spoons. That's how we discipline them. And we do it whenever they disagree with us. Look back, back talk, give us dirty looks, you name it. Don't finish their food. We hit them with fucking spoons. You're going to marry that woman? Well, you know, you wouldn't want to alienate yourself with people from people who just have different views on child raising because that's just an echo chamber, isn't it? Fuck. I don't know. Uh, you got a friend who says, hey, let's go rob a bank. <laughs> I got a burner. Let's go rob a bank. And you say... Well, I guess I should go rub a bank with him because I don't want to alienate myself with, from people who have different views on property rights. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. This is Stalin's ghost. It's just a stupid, obvious, dumb troll, right? I don't alienate myself from different political views. You understand, political views are about violence. You got some friend... Who's a rapist? Well, I wouldn't want to alienate myself with different views, people who have different views on consent. Otherwise, I'm just in an echo chamber of people who are against rape, and that's just narcissistic. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. How manipulative can you people be? Well, the answer is pretty much infinity. (laughs) Why does it feel like people got stupid overnight? Ah, yeah, I call it the great slowdown. Uh, I call it the great slowdown. Everything takes forever. Everything's delayed. Everyone loses the paperwork. Everybody's just, you spend half your time just trying to catch up with people who are just incompetent. Uh, Ed Dutton's work. Yeah, he's interesting. He's interesting. Uh, gamer Girl Bathwater, the most addictive substance. <laughs> Bell Dolphin, right? Delphine? Delphine? All right. Thoughts on the VTuber craze. I don't know what that is. uh right a another, another couple of questions right let's see here how do you ostracize people in permanent positions of power well i'm not talking you don't have permanent relationships with those people right i'm talking about friends family acquaintances you name it do you think i have anyone in my life who would advocate the use of violence against me god no i mean don't you have a shred of pride i'm sure you do have a shred of pride maybe you just had ne- never had that wiring connected uh, among us style right All right. Freedomain.com forward slash books. Thank you very much. Greetings from Southwest Ontario, Steph. Yeah, you might want to look at those COVID camps in Manitoba. (laughs) Getting closer. Getting closer. Saudi Arabia is an odd country. Planned economy, very wealthy, but totally effed up in in, Sorry, I don't know why I'm not swearing now. In a number of ways. A medieval state in the 21st century. Well, I mean, environmentalism fueled the spread of radical uh, Islam, right? Because the environmentalists, who to some degree were funded by the Saudis, right? And environmentalists said, you can't drill here, so we've got to go buy all there and all of that. So, all right. Steph, I'm working for, my, for myself from home. How do you keep from being distracted and focused on work? Well, I mean, I go into real tunnel vision when I'm working. So, um, like, people can talk to me and, I, like, ask me and I... I don't even hear so i find um don't have so so get music without vocals get music that's got a continual playlist don't have a second monitor like i'm bored of the song i'll try something else whatever music i find really helps concentrate make sure that people know that you're concentrating and give yourself i got to get this task done and then i can go do something fun but uh, yeah there's things that you just low and make sure your social media is not open and make all that kind of stuff right no, I mean it, Steph. It's my personal choice to indulge people's beliefs. I'm on parlor after all, LOL. So if you're really into personal choice, then what is your relationship to people who want to strip you of that personal choice through force? Personal choice is a value, so I'm totally friends with people who want to strip me of my personal choice through force. Yeah, bullshit. Bullshit. You're just, just a noisemaker. Just a, somebody who... Um, it's a shit test, right? Just, oh, do people have integrity? Right? Damn, he got mad over my opinion. Does he usually attack his audience? (laughs) Oh, that's delightful, man. Now he's playing the victim, you see. He's totally fine with people who advocate the use of violence against him, but a robust argument is an attack. (laughs) that's fine but but for heaven's sakes don't push back with a robust argument because that's aggressive man (laughs) now he's playing the victim (laughs) oh thank you man (laughs) thank you that's oh that's cleaning out the old pipes of joy (laughs) please give us a way to support you by paypal the fuck what are you talking about how can i support you by paypal they kicked me off the platform what are you trying to open up an old fucking wound here freedomain.com forward slash donate there's tons of different ways to do it i just sorry if you don't know but i can't i can't do that right oh man now <laughs> uh, evil preaches tolerance until it is dominant then it begins to silence the good yeah that's inevitable inevitable right uh great all right uh maybe one uh, one question more let's we don't have to do this um hugely yeah freedom forward slash donate please help me out and you know and if you got into bitcoin early partly because of what it is that i was talking about you know is it really the worst thing in the world to throw me a couple of satoshis here and there well, i think it's fair i think it's fair so are um, society cyclical because they climb higher each time sorry, I don't really know what that uh, means. Check out the National Justice Party website. The only way forward. Yeah, you know, new political parties that represent the will of the people are kind of tough because they run into the sociopaths in the media, right? So how can you have a country without a military? Well, well. Um, so if you want to understand why America is falling, America is falling because of the strength of its military, you understand, right? Because of the strength of its military. So because America is so strong militarily, so powerful militarily, and so intrusive in the world as a whole, people have a very strong incentive to take down America. And because they can't fight America militarily, they have to fight it culturally and through subversion and through decadent art and, and through uh, propaganda and taking over the internal organs and, and government schools and law and formula, right? So it's the very strength of America's army that uh, has made it so. Steph are you going back to streaming doom? Yes, I will I will I'm so sorry um, I wasn't feeling too playful for a lot of the summer and um, so which book would contain your thoughts on maintaining or cutting ties with family who would politically subjugate you? well again, I just I made the case uh, I, I haven't written a whole book about it because it just seems like such an obvious argument like i'm sorry like if if you have a moral standard and somebody manifests and wants to inflict upon you the opposite of that moral standard they can't be your friend they can't love you right how can you love someone and then to gun pointed that that them for disagreeing with you that's crazy ah how can you be more assertive in the workplace get a side hustle so that you have something to fall back on um and start getting more than one iron in the fire right and um certainly as i started doing this show and i was still working it gave me a certain amount of um Hey, i got something else going on, so I can be more assertive that way. So, What will happen to technological innovation if the West falls apart? Well, technological innovation falls apart, right? No, you don't need FU money, but you certainly need something that you can, you know, you, you, can't, you can't be assertive on a boat if you can't swim, right? Because if they throw you off the boat, you're doomed, right? So you've got to at least learn how to so get, get something going otherwise, right? So uh, I will get back to the doom thing. I'm sorry about uh, all of that. And uh, thank you, Michael, for the support. I appreciate it. But yeah, I will get back to the doom thing. Um, maybe, this, uh, maybe this weekend. Maybe this weekend. In, in a world of nation states, how does the NAP apply if another state invades? Would the NAP not allow for organized defense? What's wrong with an organized defense? How does, how does an organized defense violate the non-aggression principle? Now, here's the thing, too. And I talked about this, boy, Joe Rogan, like seven years ago. I was talking about how, you know, targeted vaccines and manipulation of vaccines and so on, right? So what causes war? Fundamentally, what causes war is the power of the ruler. So if you're in Ankapistan and some neighboring country is going to invade you, first of all, they probably won't because there's no tax system to take over, right? So, when germany invaded france in may of 1940 when they took over they took over the tax system they started collecting all the taxes right it's like if you've got two places to invade one is a farm you 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 kill the farmer you can take over the farm and he's got a lot of money and productivity and it's all taken. or there's just wilderness you're going to go to the farm why would you go to the wilderness there's no tax system to overtake sorry there's no tax system to take over in a stateless society so but let's say that for some reason there is well uh, what do you do? You get together and you say, okay, who's the one most responsible for causing this war? It's the political leader of the other country. So what we'll do is we will target that political leader. And he knows that, right? See, the way that war works now is all of the proletariat gets slaughtered and the right, generals sat and the lines on the map moved from side to side. It's an old Pink Floyd song from uh, Dark Side of the Moon. I mean, they're just, they're just pushing toy soldiers around, right? They're all fine for the most part, right? I mean, occasionally you get Napoleon who goes at the head of the army, but for the most part, the people who declare war aren't the ones who suffer from it. So you just make them suffer from it and they won't invade you. I'm excited for these Wednesday streams. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. And let's see here. A night watch state was something you supported once, if I remember correctly. Only social services or emergency services in the military. Sure, but that was before I started my show. I was uh, a traditional objectivist minarchist for like twenty years or whatever, and um, then unfortunately, just the weight of the contradictions overturned. What question can I ask to get you to keep talking? It's <laughs> very, very, very kind. It's very kind. I appreciate that. Um, I'm having a, you know, not not a tough time, but uh, you know, my voice—I hate to say it, my instrument—sounds so pretentious, like I'm um, Pavarotti or Mercury or something, but. The voice that I, you know, it's, it's a, an expressive voice, and I had a lot of vocal training when I was in theater school, and I also had singing training and so on. So I know how to use it fairly well, but I tell you, this audiobook is kind of rough because, <laughs> you know, Churchill is one of the characters. I have people who have, you know, very different kinds of voices from mine. You know, and Churchill is very tough to do. You have to half... So it's, uh, it, it's really tough on the voice, and uh, I hope that you will check out this book. It's really, really great. It's a great, great book. Uh, I remember after I finished the book, um, literally weeping because I wasn't going to meet these people again. Uh, I got to know them so well through the course of this book. And um, some family history, obviously, involved in the story of the French, uh, sorry, of the German family and the British family uh, from World War I to World War II and the rise of political violence, rise of Nazism. It's really powerful stuff. It's free. Freedomain.com forward slash almost. I hope that you will check it out. Good Churchill impression? Oh, yeah, Churchill impression. is not bad. He's tough, though. A lot of Churchill's inflections are kind of like a um, a warning. you got to kind of let this side of the mouth droop a little. you got to get really guttural and deep. It's almost like everything's almost like a little bit of a warning, but you don't want to overuse it because then it sounds like you're doing a caricature. And so also doing emotions in someone else's voice, because Churchill quite a passionate man. He was quite a blubberer and he got quite angry at times. So doing Really passionate voice imitation, so to speak, is really tough. I don't know if you've ever seen. There's this old, pretty really depressing Dustin Hoffman movie, uh, Midnight Cowboy, with John Voight, and he plays Ratso Rizzo, and uh, he's got a kind of weird vocal inflection. But then he's walking down the street, and you know, I'm walking here, and he's like thumping a car, and he's totally out of character because that's not the guy's voice. And I have a, a German, a German man who has has a German voice, and I, I sort of modeled a little bit after a YouTuber named Red Pill Germany. I read about Germany here. Yeah. And, and so I've got this sort of German thing, and then the German character gets very passionate and screaming, and it's like it's hard not to use my voice. Anyway, I don't want to get into all the details of the challenges because it's still a great book to, uh, to, to read. But um, all right. Do you think that anarchy is realistic? To me, anarchy is having faith in the individual, but the individuals are the ones who made government. I don't know what that means. Do you think that a slave-free society is realistic? To me, Having no slaves is having faith in the individual, but the individuals are the ones who made slavery. I hope that helps. I hope that helps. Uh, Is it a contradiction to be an ANCAP, but believe Trump is the better of the two choices and vote for him? So I had this debate with one of the Free Talk Live guys many years ago about defensive voting. I won't get into it all here, but suffice to say that whatever... Whichever candidate most illuminates the corruption and hypocrisy of the state is probably worth having in power. Now, I don't think that Hillary Clinton would have done that, but Trump certainly did. So, to what degree are the true minority of intelligent people in danger now that the elites have struck back? Well, you know, this is why I talked about IQ, right? So IQ, uh, differences in IQ between various groups, uh, uh, between ethnicities, between genders and so on. And again, never judge an individual, but as a whole, you kind of zoom out, you get these, these views. Um, that's a social problem that we should talk about openly. But, um, of course, the leftists, what they do is they say, well, everyone who's doing better than you has exploited you. And that just creates a, a rage and resentment and actually further traps people in poverty. So uh, maybe not leave Canada, but at least move to Saskatchewan or Alberta, where free voices still matter in this increasingly autocratic country. Yeah. Great mountains and wilderness, too. Well, that's true, man. My daughter watches a show uh, with my wife called... Uh... Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just talking about it. With the, uh, it's a horse drama uh, set in uh, Alberta, and you know, God's, God's own country. God's own country. All right. What do you think about the criticisms of Churchill that he refused Hitler's peace offer and bombarded German civilians first? Fake news? I didn't get... I, I, I stop in the Battle of Britain. And so... I'm sorry. That's a bit of a spoiler, but I think it's fairly clear from the book and the book cover. So... Are you going to try selling almost on Audible? No, because to sell something on Audible, you have to have not given it away for free before, and I just want as many people as possible to, to get this. So. Uh, it's an expression of, uh, expression of self-interest. Vote for what's best for you. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, but that's, that's sort of a, but what is best for you, right? I mean, it's like a nutritionist coming along and saying, well, just eat what's best for you. Nothing wrong with that. It's like, what is best for you? That's the trick, right? Uh, it's sort of like being a business consultant and saying, well, you want to sell the goods and services that make you the most money. It's like, thanks, business genius. (laughs) That's not really, everybody knows that, right? Yeah, vote for what's best for you. But is not voting best for you? Is voting for a candidate that most reveals a state? Is voting for the candidate that's going to shrink the state the most? These are all big, complex uh, questions. And, uh, you know, if, if, um, if you vote for the Libertarian Party, that means that Joe Biden gets in, Is that a step in the right direction? Is Joe Biden getting in a great thing for America in terms of, well, he's going to crash the system pretty fast and we get a reset when uh, things aren't as bad as they could be? So, yeah, these are all big and important questions. uh, And I don't have all these big answers. These are sort of my thoughts and perspectives. I mean, I have the answers on morality. Yeah, I get all of that. But um, as far as how you handle and deal with... Increasing state power in a pretend democracy? I mean, these are big, complicated questions. Do you bug out? Do you get a place in the wilderness? Do you leave the country? Do you fight? Do you stand? Like, these are all big, complicated questions. There aren't necessarily objective answers to this. It may have something to do with personal taste and risk factor, and do you have enough money, and all this kind of stuff, right? So, Is this Stefan for real, or is it a replay? I believe I just answered that question. Did you vote for PPC? Oh, Maxime Bernier's crew? I uh, will uh, keep my voting habits uh, to myself if you don't mind too too much. But um, you can, of course, uh, artoftheargument.com. Still a great book. I'm so sorry I forget about it. From <laughs> time to time, it's actually one of the copies holding up my camera here. But um, artoftheargument.com, you should uh, check out that book as well. That's really, really good. As a child, anarchy means depending on your parents. Authoritarianism means depending on the government. Are parents really more benevolent? No, God. Anarchy doesn't mean depending on your parents. Anarchy is without rulers. Anarchy is, just think of, whenever you hear anarchy, think of no slavery. Slave, slavery-free society. Slaveless society. Stateless society. Slaveless. Just translate it. And you don't sit there and say, well, a slaveless society means depending on your parents. (laughs) It doesn't doesn't make any sense. It's just the universal application of the non-aggression principle taken from slavery and applied to the state. That's all it is. And you can use the two interchangeably. Will America have to hyperinflate its way out of its national debt and unfunded liabilities? Well, no. I mean, they'll they'll come for people's retirement saving plans. There's lots of things that they will do beforehand. They'll probably try and hook people into some kind of cryptocurrency controlled by the government. Lots of things and try and transition out of that. So, you could, so you're going to have a hard reset of currency like Germany did after the Weimar Republic under Hitler with the Reichsmark, or like happened after the end of the Second World War under the German finance minister. So... Um, uh, there's lots of ways of of getting out of a currency, um, and hyperinflation is too obvious now. It's too obvious. Ah, ever considered working for Ezra Levant? I assume in some capacity, and not that you need to. Um, I like Ezra. I think he does some some very good work, and so on. But um, I mean, he's a media guy, and he's a lawyer, and he does really really interesting work. That I'm 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 with you guys. I'm with you guys, and I am with straight first principles philosophy stuff, which. It's not, not his particular thing, although he's got a lot of principles and all of that. So, uh, is there hope for good people in this totalitarian world. I'm afraid to take the mantle of sole provider for a potential future family. Yeah, I mean, that's the fundamental question, right? Do you let bad people rob you of good things in life? Do you let bad people rob you of good things in life? If, if you're there, then I don't know why you're here, because you've already given up, Right. If, if you have said, well, I'm not going to have kids because there are bad people in the world who might have power, or who do have power, okay, then, then this is not the place for you, right? You need to go to some nihilistic hangout where you just count your days like a miser with pennies, right? So, is the drive to self-improve innate to us or does it learn from example? Yeah, there's no drive to self-improve. The human drive is for power and particularly power over others, Right. I mean, the reason why I'm an anarchist is because I recognize the fundamental reality that we're mammals who seek power, and the most profitable entity to have power over is your fellow human being, which is why the story of your enslavement is all about tax livestock. Owning human beings is the most profitable thing. Owning human beings through taxation is far more profitable than owning, owning them directly through slavery or indirectly through serfdom. So we are driven to seek power. We get, and we know this. It's not just my theory. We know this. I've talked about this before. There are there's dopamine dumps we get from having power over other human beings, you know, sadism, control, and so on. These are we are programmed to get great joy and satisfaction out of gaining power over others. This is one of the reasons why people, some people, dislike me so much. If I have a fairly authoritative position in many people's lives. Whenever I have conversations, in emails, and comments, I never tell people what to do because I don't want, it's the same reason I don't do heroin, <laughs> because once you start gaining control over others, it rewires your brain. It changes who you are. And I want to keep myself, you know, pure and free and clear and rational and moral. Somebody's sitting there saying, hey, man, <laughs> hey, man, take this straw. Just do a line of control, man. You know, snort it up, man. You don't ever have to do it again. Just you got to experience what it's like to control other people just once in your life, man. There's a mirror here. I got a credit card. I'm Woody Allen just sneezed and up we go, man. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not doing that. I mean, like everyone, I've been offered drugs in my life. Nope. Never even done marijuana. No, I don't. Because either doing drugs is really good, in which case it's going to change my life, or it's not that good, in which case, what's the point? There's no upside to it, Right. It's like when this woman wanted to have an affair with me many years ago. I'm like, nope, because <laughs> either I really like you, in which case the sex will be good, the relationship will be good, but I'll be tortured because you're married, or I'm not really going to like you that much, in which case the sex won't be any good. I really won't miss you that much, but I won't mind that you're married. So there's no upside for me. No no positives, right? So, you know, the devil will dangle this dopamine and says, well, you don't have to earn happiness through virtue. You can earn joy, savage joy through controlling others. Like, Nope. <laughs> No, thank you very much. Can anarchy only work in a homogenous society? I don't believe so, but I believe that uh, people are going to have to recognize the value. It's like saying, can can, can a slave-free society only work in a homogenous, homogenous society? Well, no. Just again, just take out the word anarchy, slave-free society. No slavery society, right? Could you point me to the right direction to find your discussion on defensive voting? How would I find it? That's a good question, man. That's a good, that was many years ago. I think they did the recording. Maybe you could email them. I think they're still going. So I don't know. I asked earlier, but did you see those projections that Mormons and Amish will become the majority population in less than 100 years? Yeah, you know, I mean, however, however much you want to put uh, majority population, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, sorry, that's not much of an argument, but too much changes right you taking pop it's like it's like doing temperature 100 years forward right too much changes All right don't tempt me frodo um been listening to your audiobook almost the message seems to be the dangers of appeasement to evil how does that tie into modern events well i'll tell you what let's do i'll, I'll give i'll wait till i finish the audiobook and maybe wait for a month or two afterwards for people to get through it because it's like a lord of the rings length book and uh, let's do a whole chat about about the novel um, I don't want to get into this because um, people are still reading it and getting through it. So uh, hopefully that will uh, be interesting for you and we'll we'll do that. I'll make a note of that and we will get that done. So, all right. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for a wonderful evening. Hey, our first inaugural Wednesday evening live stream. Hey, you were very, very much part of it. And uh, I really, really appreciate everybody's uh, thoughts and comments, please help support philosophy at freedomain.com forward slash donate. Please follow me and I will follow you at uh, freedomain.com forward slash connect. And uh, I've got some new stuff on the website. I keep forgetting to mention. So I have a list of sort of my most popular interviews. So, you know, for those of you who, those of you who are around who's like, oh my God, that guy's such a terrible guy, or whatever, they follow the uh, Wikipedia uh, laundry of. Falsehoods. Um you just send them you can send them a link for my website, which is me interviewing, you know, wonderful people of every ethnicity and men, and women, different races, and having great conversations with them all. And I hope that you will uh, uh do that um because you know we gotta fight back against these falsehoods in some manner or another. Thanks everyone so much for dropping past. A real pleasure. I hope to see you. Well, I'm sure I will see you. There's no other place like this place, right? I'm sure I will see you next week. And uh thanks everyone for dropping by tonight. Freedomand.com forward slash donate lots of love i'll talk to you soon bye